Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've been handling lawsuits involving cars now for over 30 years. And the most common phone call or email I get regarding my work is people asking me if I could help them against a used car dealer. And unfortunately, there's not a lot I can do in Michigan. It's very, very difficult to go after a used car dealer who simply sold you a bad car. But if they did other things, possibly, and I've handled some of those cases, but this headline that Lil Suze sent me, Lil Suze, uh, CFPB, that's a federal agency, sues auto dealer for illegally locking cars, repossessing vehicles, and other shady activities. And it's actually the financial arm of a used car uh, company. And when the feds come after somebody in this field, you've really got to go, okay, what did they do that got their attention in Washington? Ken Sweet, the Associated Press, writes this. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau sued USASF Servicing, which is the financial arm of a chain of auto dealerships, mainly in the South, alleging the company committed a laundry list of illegal practices, such as disabling borrowers' cars when they shouldn't have, double billing customers, which they shouldn't have, and illegally repossessing cars when they shouldn't have. The Bureau is seeking to get millions of dollars in refunds for thousands of USASF customers, as well as impose fines and penalties against the Georgia-based company. So if you've had trouble with USASF, you might want to look into this. They're affiliated with U.S. auto sales. So I'm suspecting it's U.S. auto sales financing which is uh, the dealership's chain, sold used cars, mostly to customers with low incomes or bad credit. They often operated as a buy-here, pay-here business model, and they had 31 dealerships. So you'd go into them, and they would arrange financing on that site on their own with the company they're affiliated with. They didn't take your deal out and shop it around or anything like that. U.S. auto sales mostly shut down its dealership operations in April, but the financial arm is still operating as the loan servicer for the company. And so this is one of those interesting situations. I've seen this in my career where a dealership does something bad and then they disappear. And somebody's stuck with a vehicle, but they've got the loan going. They go, what do I do now? The the bank wants their money. And if the dealership was still here, we could go after them. And you've got to know there's a thing called the holder rule. You know, you hold something. If you hold something, you are the holder of it. The holder rule says that if you go in someplace and buy something from someone and they find the financing for you, in essence, and finance it through a third party that you did not find but they found for you, that that person or that entity that holds that paper is standing in the shoes of the person you dealt with. So any claims or defenses that you'd have with or against the seller, you would have with or against the lender. The CFPB said that since 2016, the finance arm illegally disabled borrowers' cars using what are known as kill switches, which remotely disable a vehicle when a borrower does not keep up with payments. It's a common but controversial practice, but here's the problem. They were doing it on cars where the buyer was current. They were not in default. USASF incorrectly, incorrectly disabled vehicles roughly 7,500 times when a customer was not in default and disabled at least another 1,500 vehicles when the company had told customers that it would not do so. 
company admitted to the Bureau that it erroneously transmitted warning tones more than 71,000 times, and the warning tones are audio signals sent to the vehicle to warn the owner or the buyer or the driver or whatever that the car might be shut off. So you are not in default, you're not late, you're current in your payments, and all of a sudden a warning tone goes off to let you know that your car might get shut off remotely. These tones would often cause stress or anxiety, understandably, to customers, making them call USASF when they were not in default. company also allegedly double-charged roughly 34,000 customers for insurance and misapplied loan payments toward insurance premiums and late fees instead of principal and interest against thousands of other customers. And so this is something we've heard about banks doing this. So a bank has a checking account that you've got with them, and you write some checks. And we've seen it before where the bank will intentionally cash the checks in whatever order will make them the most money. And so here it appears that this company has been taking payments and playing with the money when it gets brought in. But also the insurance is something that's unusual because as you might know, you can get insurance on your car cheaper than what you can get through the finance company. Whether it's collision, comprehensive, or uh, gap insurance. I don't care what it is that they're selling you. You can find it cheaper on your own. And so if they can sell it to you and charge you for it, they like to do that because it's a huge profit margin for them. And I can tell you, I've actually handled lawsuits in my life on behalf of people who said, fine, I'll take your insurance. And then when they filed a claim, <laughs> the insurance company denies the claim. And uh, so it's not the best insurance they're getting for you. It's just simply the one that makes them the most money. So the Bureau alleges that customers paid more than a million dollars in interest and fees that should not have been collected if USASF had correctly serviced the loans. Given the rising cost of cars during the pandemic and jump in auto loan debt across the country, the CFPB is working to root out illegal activity in this market, says the director of the CFPB in a statement. And that is something else that's changed in the last few years. It used to be that you go into a dealership and if you finance something, you take out a three-year loan, maybe four. Now five, six, seven, they'll, they'll let you borrow money for as long as you want because the longer the loan, the more interest they make. U.S. auto sales is owned by the Pennsylvania private equity firm Milestone Partners. Three Milestone executives did not respond to comments uh, when asked about this by the Associated Press. And by the way, I looked up the CFPB, and they have a website, consumerfinance.gov, and uh, they say, and this is a, a, a nice introductory sentence as to who they are and what they do. We are the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a U.S. government agency dedicated to making sure you are treated fairly by banks, lenders, and other financial institutions. So the interesting thing here is that the headline says auto dealer, and it's actually the finance arm of the auto dealerships that they're going after here. And I've had so many people in my career who've contacted me and said, Steve, I've tried everything. I've, I've, I've complained to everybody under the sun. So I've called attorneys. I've called newspapers. I've called TV stations. I've called the state attorney general. I've called the federal attorney general. I've, 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 I've called you know, different departments here and different departments there. And the amazing thing is that 99.999, almost repeating nines out to infinity, 
percent of the time, nothing happens with any of those complaints filed with those people. Now, once in a while, we do hear about a TV station jumping on a story or or a, a newspaper jumping on a story. And when they do, things happen because suddenly it's like, oh, it's like somebody finally found the light switch and flipped it on at night to see what's going on in the kitchen. And so once in a great while, something happens. But if you said, Steve, <laughs> there's a buy here, pay here dealership conglomerate that recently went out of business and the feds have decided to come after them for some of their shady practices on the financial side. I'd be like, really? <laughs> that is news. That, that is the old man bites dog story because this happens so rarely. But they claim they're going after these people with the attempt to recover some money for the victims. If you financed a vehicle through USASF servicing uh, and had any of these things happen to you, you want to contact the CFPB and let them know. So again, like I said, that's consumerfinance.gov. And it's interesting to see them stepping into this arena because this happens on a smaller scale every day across America. Buy here, pay here lots often have issues. I know attorneys who pretty much do nothing but sue them all day long. Uh, But also, the bit about the kill switches, the number of stories I've heard where somebody says, I'm driving along in my car and the car dies, and uh, I can't get it restarted. And after going through everything, we discover that it was shut off by a kill switch. Now, what I've heard is the kill switches are supposed to only interrupt the starter, which means that if the kill switch gets activated while the car is running, it shouldn't shut the car off. And yet, I've heard that story enough times where I think it's probably true. And I suspect what's happening is, you know, the kill switches aren't installed at the factory. They're installed by the dealership. And so when they install that kill switch, how is it installed and is it installed correctly? I mean, it's possible, I suppose, someone's driving down the road and the car just happened to stall right around the time the kill switch was activated. That's possible. But I've heard enough of these stories where I think that things do happen. But I've heard of people being stranded because, you know, they were out shopping far from home and the kill switch got activated. And now their car is in a parking lot far from home. And their first thought is, oh, the battery's dead. And then when they start thinking about it or do some investigation, they realize, oh, I missed a payment and my car just got shut off. And I've heard stories where people then made the payment and couldn't get the car turned back on again for a while. So uh, I'm not sure the kill switch technology is quite as good as they've made it out to be. So it's a, it's a wild story here because of the sheer numbers. According to the CFPB, this company incorrectly disabled vehicles 7,500 times and then 1,500 times when they told a the customer they wouldn't do that. And so it's, it's a problem. But also all of the uh, double charging for insurance premiums and so on, that's a serious problem also. And um, anytime I mention gap insurance, uh, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but it used to all the time when I write for Jalopnik or RodentTrack.com. I talk about gap insurance, what a waste of money it is. And I would invariably get somebody who works at a car dealership, all irate, and they'd send me angry hate mail. And the interesting thing is, that the uh, few occasions I heard of people who tried to get the gap insurance coverage uh, were denied. <laughs> See, it turns out it's insurance like anything else. And so people think, well, you buy this coverage because it gives you this. No, 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 no. You buy the coverage because it promises you this. 
It's just a promise. It's not a guarantee. It's not carved in stone. Okay, this isn't, this isn't something that's, you know, in the Old Testament. This, this is something that someone's just saying we will do on a future contingency. And that's assuming they'll do it. So, yes, I've litigated those cases also. So, Sue's, thanks for sending it. CFPB, Sue's auto dealer, the finance arm, for illegally locking cars and repossessing vehicles and other shady activities from the Associated Press. Ken Sweet wrote that. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I didn't realize how bad of a driver I was until my GPS said, in 400 feet, do a slight right, stop, and let me out.